What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Talk Movies. I'm Fred. And I'm Miguel. And we are tonight in our 56th episode. We are talking the future of Friday the 13th, the latest in the legal battle. What is up next for Mr. Jason Voorhees? It is phenomenal to be back, man. I'm so happy. It's been, it's been what close to three and a half weeks now since we were live since we did a show. So uh, yeah, it is super good to be back, um, Miguel. Man, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, guys. You could tell Brad was so excited about this because honestly, whenever he started, it cut out for me. Like he was, he was so loud that I could not, my microphone could not capture any of that. <laughs> All I heard was hey. Everybody, I was like, okay, he went a little bit too hard, but no, I'm excited to be back, guys. So let's get this party going, man. Let's get the party going, man. And man, everybody's live tonight. I know, uh, Dave and Tony were just doing uh, a a new episode of uh, Two Dudes and Some Bullshit. Um, props to Mike and Jay. We watched a movie, they're celebrating 10 years today, man. 10 years of their channel. That's amazing. So, huge A. I don't hey, I don't have go. a beer, but I'll give you Fazoli's. So I got my. Uh, I am drinking a nice. Uh, it's Leinenkugel's toasted Bach. Leinenkugel, dude. Leinenkugel's pretty dope. I'm not gonna lie. Their summer shade is uh, fire. Yeah, I don't, don't like, like this. Su- I don't like it. I don't know what it is. I don't like it. The summer shandy? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not wild about it. I'm not sure. I don't know what it is, but I'm not. Uh, wild that's because about you're it. a fall bitch. What? <laughs> I do. I like fall beers, but this is okay. This is the best line and Kugel thing I've had. Um, I didn't know what Bach beer was. I don't know what Bach this, so. beer it's, is. It's it's a nice like wintry beer. But man, Mike and Jay, we watched a movie. Props to you guys. Cheers, man. guys. Congrats. Yeah. So th- I think they're alive at nine. So, uh, so congrats to them, man. It's awesome. Uh, tonight we are talking Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, I wanted to hop back in and start doing shows and talk about horror because, um. While we were on our break, there was some news to drop about the the legal battle and everything going on with Friday the 13th. If you're a Jason fan, if you're a fan of that franchise, uh, I'm sure you're it's not new. The, the, the legal issues and the battle for this franchise between Victor Miller and Sean Cunningham, who both worked on the original film, Victor Miller being uh, the screenwriter for the original Friday the 13th. That released in 1980, Sean Cunningham being kind of the mastermind behind it and the guy that directed it uh, and produced the film. So uh, we're going to get into all those updates as well. Um, first of all, man, Happy New Year. We haven't even got to talk to you guys to say Happy New Year. So Happy New well, Year. I was kind of I was right whenever we did the our last episode. You're like, this is going to be the last episode for the year until we can come back. So, I yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are New Year's has been doing OK, you know, but I mean. We had a couple things we had to take care of. I got a yep. new job and new place, as you can see. Yeah. My walls is blank, yeah. but that's okay. That, that's why my guys looking like Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> that's With fine. that blank gray background, but it's okay. I know. It'll be good, man. He, we just moved him into a new place. And uh, like I said, it, you know, it, it's, it's funny because the beginning of the year is always like, I feel like it's always like starting fresh. Like for me, at least, I feel like especially with everything going on like there there were I, I i'm not really like a a new year's resolution type guy but like 
I don't know. I do have some goals for this year. I have goals like for myself. I have goals for the show. Um, We have a lot of ideas and a lot that we want to do with Let's Talk Movies this year. Uh, A lot of people we want to have on the show. A lot of events we want to have. Super stoked about all of it. And I know we've probably crammed that down your throats uh, in the last couple of shows we have had. But like they're seriously like they're uh, we're just super excited about what's to come. Um, and I'm so happy to be back. Like I'm, I'm kind of like jittery right now. Like I'm excited. I have a new background. He's got no background. I have new. <laughs> I have a new. That's background. fine. You know what? It's, it's gonna coming. come it's back. Coming. It's gonna come it's back. Coming. Don't worry. Literally tomorrow is. It's literally it's gonna look completely different. It just so happens. Oh. I had to move everything back in today, so yeah. I'll take care of the amenities later. So yeah. So I, uh, I spent the majority of my Christmas break redoing my. Uh, I redid some of my background. So uh, Halloween you kills. Know, tell ex- a difference. Let's be honest. No, I'm yeah, I showed. <laughs> I basically I worked on this for like nine hours, and I uh, like the whole room. I mean, like parts you can't see as well. And uh, I I Facetime Miguel at like nine thirty at night, and I was like, "Bro, look at this. It's dope." And he was like, "What did you do?" I was like, "I hate you, man." But uh, Halloween Kills extended cut. Welcome back, guys. How it's going, man? Uh, good to see you. Good to have you in the chat. By the way, if you are watching with us, whether you're watching live or after the fact, please be sure uh, to leave us a like and uh, consider subscribing to our channel. So um, so let's get into this, man. Uh, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Uh, on Saturday, we have our 57th episode, uh, our most anticipated movies of 2022. We meant to do this a little earlier, but of course, like we said, life gets in the way. You all know how that goes. Uh, we're going to talk about our top 10 most anticipated movies of this year. And there are some good ones coming out, man. You got a lot of Marvel stuff, Thor, Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange, uh, Morbius, Black Panther. Um, but you also have, you know, franchise enders. You have Halloween Ends. You have Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, Dawn of the Dawn of a new franchise. You have the Batman. Uh, we have the new Texas Chainsaw film. Whatever the hell that new Texas Chainsaw film is going to be. I mean, let's be real. Uh, I nobody. I don't even know what to. I, I still don't know what to make of what they're doing with that franchise and the whole switch to Netflix thing. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sold. So we'll have to. We'll have to see how that goes. Uh, but that's only one trailer out. So. Right. And we don't really have anything to go off of. We've only seen Leatherface really twice. We've seen him in that silhouette pick where he's standing like like in the doorway. Uh, and then there was also um, the the shot where he's like holding the the face, like the skin up in the sunlight. Yeah, like, that poor fucker face. My yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, so I don't know. We, we don't know what to do with that film. Um, but we uh, we would be doing a disservice if we didn't mention we also lost some icons in the last couple of weeks as well. Yeah, um, we started out. We started in the out, entertainment you know, really... world. No, no. So we start. We ended the year, you know, uh, kind of rough. Whoever wrote, like, you know, the season finale of twenty twenty one, you did some vile shit right there. Just saying, you taking <laughs> you taking uh, America's grandma, you know, out in, in the last day. We were just about to leave this fucking year and then you took our, our good lady betty white but you know i've had some people say some dumb shit too saying too soon and i was like well, is it really though well i mean here here's the thing i of, of the three um uh, of the three entertainment legend deaths and i this sounds this almost sounds insensitive of me um of of the three of them because like you know my mom even mentioned this um Shout out to my awesome mom. Uh, It's sad that it's sad, but true. And it's kind of one of those strange 
almost supernatural things, it always comes in threes, groups of threes. Um, and in this case, it was Betty White, Sidney Poitier, and Bob Saget, um, unfortunately. And I was always a huge Betty White fan. I mean, I grew up uh, as silly as it might sound to some people. Although, no, I take that back. I take that back. Because, listen, I grew up watching the Golden Girls. I did. My grandmother watched the Golden Girls. I That was our thing. We watched that show together. I still put the – if I want to watch something like Mindless – my wife puts on Friends. I'll put on the Golden Girls. I've seen every episode. I could probably quote half the episodes. I mean, it's I, I grew up watching it. And I was actually kind of shocked. Uh, I hopped on Unrelated the day after she died. I hopped on the uh, Killer Flicks Facebook page that uh, Lee McCoy, Drum Dums, and a lot of those other guys run. Yeah, I was shocked. Everybody was talking about Betty White. Literally, Bro, everybody, everybody was. loved her. And everybody yeah. was like, I loved her on the Golden Girls. And I was like, I wasn't the only one. I knew I wasn't the only one. Everybody loves the Golden Girls. So, well, but, no, I it's mean, not. It's not even the fact that it's the Golden Girls. It's the fact that there's, you know, she just she's literally a natural icon. Uh-huh. She's like she just she's just Mary everywhere Tyler in the Moore. fucking entertain. Yeah, she was everywhere in the entertainment uh, spectrum. I remember her from the fucking uh, Snickers commercial, which is by far one of my favorites. <laughs> when they're tackled. playing football, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, I forgot how they went. How did it go? It was like. Uh, I don't the, know. It you're was not something... yourself when you're hungry. Yeah, thing. you're not yourself yeah. when you're hungry. But Betty White says some vile shit to old boy, oh, and it. I was hilarious. like, damn. Yeah, yeah, I love Betty White. So that was I was really sad whenever I found out. I was at work. I was the one that told everyone at work. I was like, guys, I hate to tell you this right now. I know we just I know the shift just started. Betty White's gone, man. Yeah, <laughs> see, yeah, just... Sierra's got my back, man. No shame in Golden Girls. No shame. I'm serious. There's no. I have. Listen, I you make funny all you want. Good thing I don't care what anybody thinks. Uh, I've I, never made fun of you. I no, no, I'm not saying you. I have oh, a golden okay. girl, I have a golden girl shelf. I have four golden girl shot glasses. I have a mug. I have a Pez dispenser. Like I, I'm, I, I love it, man. It, it was, it's a part of my childhood. Uh, so rest in peace, to Betty White. I honestly, I, I cried a little bit. I did. That one made me. There's not too many celebrity deaths that I can think back on that truly made me emotional. Hers made me emotional. Stan Lee made me emotional, uh, and Betty White did as well. So. I would say probably like Robin Williams is definitely one of them that made Robin me Williams emotional. was one yeah. too. Yeah. I'll never forget. I was in, uh, we were in marching band yep. and we had to stop the show. I'm pretty you sure. You and I because, were together. Yeah, we were together. We were, like we were standing all, next to each other. Yep. And we were all chilling. And then one of our friends, he was on his phone and he just let out a giant like, fuck. And our band director <laughs> was like, In the middle like, of what like with all our teachers. <laughs> yeah. And our band director was like, what, what happened? And he was like, Fucking Robin Williams died. I'm done. And then our band director was like, all right, let's take a 10. <laughs> so yeah. he understood it too. Because yeah. he just found out. Everyone found out in that, in that like 60 seconds saying we yeah. literally took a 10 so we could all like, you know, understand what was going on. And I'm pretty yeah. sure that was the same case for everyone for Betty White. I'm pretty sure everyone took their 15 just to mourn her death for a little bit. I feel like well, at that time, everyone should have should have had a bereavement day. Because that was a loss of a family member. If I'm being, it was honest. man, but yeah, it, it was so many people. Like you know, they they even say, uh, you know, Bob Saget was Bob Saget was America's dad, Danny yep. Tanner, and it's like she was kind of America's grandmother. You know what I mean? She was. She yep. just and and it. I don't know. She was cool though. She was like the cool grandmother. Like she was the grandmother that would like sneak in a little bit of vodka and like let you have some. Like you know what I, I mean? was going to say? Was like grandmother. sneak you a hundred dollar bills. Damn son, yours. <laughs> she was your cool, grandma's getting you fucked up. She uh she was amazing. So 
Uh, huge rest in peace to Betty White. 99 years old. I know a lot of people have said she went too young. Uh, man, she she lived an incredible life. Um, yeah, if she, you guys want to look life. up how much of life she's lived, just look it up. Just look up Betty White's life in, in correlation to the decades. She's done a lot. Well, she's and she been, was even been through a lot. You know, we we think about her in terms of like her 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 contribution to entertainment and to the entertainment world, but she even joined the military to help out when she was younger. I mean, like she was an incredible human being, mm -hmm. uh, and and I think it's it's really important uh, to to remember that as well. And of course, we also had the loss of Sidney Poitier, who was the first African American actor to win an Academy Award, to win an Oscar, which was incredible. Uh, I actually wasn't very familiar with him, um, unfortunately, until his passing. But I know there were a lot of people, uh, a lot of uh, actors, a lot of people in the entertainment world uh, have had really beautiful uh, tributes to him as well. So, um, as he should. obviously, thought, you know that that's a that's an incredible accomplishment in and of itself, and especially you know you mentioned this earlier uh, off camera, uh, some of the stuff that's gone on with. Um, you know, some of the actors guilds and, uh, you know, wanting more diversity in some of those things. Um, you know, it, you have to look at that and think, yeah, that was a big accomplishment. Like that was, you know, he did something really crazy. Uh, and that was amazing. So, Oh, uh, that was because I was making a, I was, I was referring to a joke Ricky Gervais said about the American foreign press is that are all impeccably racist. So it's like, that's, yeah. that's what well, I'm getting at. If you don't know, we have, we have a video about that. We talked about that a, a long time ago when all that stuff broke. Um, but you know, our, our thoughts and prayers with Sidney Poitier and then especially, was it, was it yesterday, Bob Saget? Yes, it was yesterday. Um, of course, yesterday, the sad news of, uh, Danny Tanner, uh, Bob Saget, uh, comedy legend, entertainment legend, was the star of Full House. Uh, you know, I it's it's funny because I actually uh, before earlier today I was watching, I, I I saw a lot of people talk about like his stand up, and I guess I had never his stand up. Was I had never impeccable. I had he never watched hilarious. his stand up before. Yeah. Really, again, sad until he died, and this has kind of resurfaced all this stuff. Um, but his listen, who he was as Danny Tanner and who he was in his stand up is like night complete night and day. That's what makes it so funny, being. though. That's what makes it so funny is that he could be America's dad and then, you know, during the day, but then late at night, oh my God, he's the most vile there, guy you can think there of. Was a, there was a YouTube video that was Bob Saget's dirtiest jokes. And I, I was like, I, I was like, what? Are, like, what? And I clicked on it and I started watching it and I was like, yep. Yeah, like oh yep. crap! It's like whoa, man! I didn't, I didn't know any. I that think, about it, yeah, I think the fact that it makes it so funny is the fact that we all considered him like America's dad or whatever, yeah, and of of the household, and he still gets around, gets away with saying all the shit he said. Yeah. But that just makes him such a great comedian. So I give yeah. mad respects, recipes, Bob Saget. And I think there, I'll have to rewatch it. Uh, there's an episode where he was on Joe Rogan on the. What the, oh what the yeah, hell is, he was what's Joe Rogan's podcast. The Joe Rogan called? experience. Yes, he was on Joe Rogan, and you know Joe Rogan asked him about that. He was like, "How do you go from Danny Tanner, which is like the most wholesome, good dude on the planet, and then do stand up like that?" And he was like, "There's a time and a place, you know. Like, there's, <laughs> yeah. it's just there is like there like you have to know your audience. You have to know like yeah. as, as an entertainer, you have to know like when to turn that on, when to turn that off, like and." 
he seemed like the kind of guy that felt like having that like diversity as a performer was really really important and i i I respect that i really do i because i think there is a time and a place i think uh there can be a good balance even betty white had that though you know what i mean betty white had a good balance of wholesome and funny but she could also say some raunchy stuff and she could be hilarious at times too you know and that's not to say that you have to be raunchy to be hilarious you know what i mean i mean look at you know, Jerry Seinfeld and Ray Romano. I mean, they're, you know, that's the good thing about comedy uh, is I know everybody has their preferences, but I feel like there's no one way to do it correctly. No, there's multiple, there's multiple fallacies that you can use to like, you know, to appeal to your, to your fans. Because like you said, yeah, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Jim Gaffigan, all of those folks. I mean, they're, they're all relatively, uh, there's not much use of profanity, but the way they handle their comedy and their comedic timing is much different yeah. than say like your Kevin Hart or Chris Rock, right? Or Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, or Dave Chappelle. Yeah, because all of them, each one of them, have their niche. And yeah, is it cool? Is it funny sometimes when someone says when they walk in, into the stage and like, "Hey, where are you from? Uh, Buffalo. Fuck Buffalo," and everyone has a laugh. Yeah. Like, yeah, that can be funny sometimes, but other times it's like, no, that doesn't work. So I mean, the, it's just the fact that some people diff- have different uh, different ways to communicate to their audience members. Right. As a comedian, I think that's great, and I think that's why uh, comedians are so diverse and they're such a close knit family because they right. all have their way of connecting with the with the fans. So that's why I have such a love. I didn't know uh, Bob Saget from his television. I knew him from his comedic uh, adventures. So I mean, that's why that's why you I didn't watch respect. Full House. I did not watch Full House. Who are I swear you? To God, where did you grow up? <laughs> I was watching my my dad, George Lopez. I was watching that net Nick at night. That was me, son. I remember. I remember not being able to fall asleep and George Lopez being on at two in the morning. And you see those people flying in the air. Yeah, that that was yeah. George Lopez was mine. Um, I'm. I understand if Bob Saget's yours, but I love George Lopez at the time, and I. But hey, I love Bob Saget whenever he was doing his his, uh comedy tour. So more power to him. Rest um, in peace. But you know, it's never, it's never a fun day when you, uh, when you lose somebody. But I I think you all. You know the the good thing about the good thing about the entertainment industry and the good thing about you know, content creators. And I don't say that in terms of YouTubers. I don't say that in, you know, separate that. I don't mean that. But the good thing about people who who act, who, you know, even you could say this about musicians, people who like leave this stuff behind, the good thing about, the, or not the good thing about them passing, but the it's comforting like to be able to go back and watch the golden girls and to go back and watch full house and to watch these movies and think of like their contribution and everything that they did. I mean, these the people surreal, have lives yeah. that were well lived. So, yeah. I mean, you know, props to them, uh, prayers to their families and their friends, but you know, it, it's, it's cool to have this stuff to look back on. So yeah. To, to like clarify on that, I think it's the fact that like their, their lives are forever immortalized yes generations to see. yes it's exactly it's exactly what yes. hagrid said in that you know in that uh in that uh harry potter special you know he said soon i will not be here but hagrid will always stay dude that that right there me. that line that right there me. will break your fucking heart i know but it is very true 
Because I love Haggard, man. Haggard's my favorite. Yeah, we all uh, we all love Haggard. So you you know, in, in memoriam to them, that was our little. I we we had to say something. I mean, it's important to uh, it's important to say that. So, but that kind of brings me to my next question. I know you've been super busy. What's everybody been watching lately? Oh, okay. I thought I said What's I was every- like, no, 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 no. I did we, not uh, like where that question was going. We, <laughs> we did watch. Uh, we watched the Harry Potter reunion. That was really cool. Awesome to see. Um, I, I love stuff like that, like getting to see, you know, the behind the scenes of hear, hearing the creators talk about how things happened. And, you know, because you don't uh, obviously you're watching through a different when, when you watch a documentary or a behind the scenes spot or things like that. Like it, it's just cool to see like their creative process and like how they made that stuff come to life, you know? Yeah, um, I totally get that. So, but I really enjoyed the Harry Potter reunion. I'll tell you what we've been super into lately. Daredevil. Hell yeah, brother. I got yeah. into Daredevil. It wasn't even. Well, no, yeah, I'll take credit for that. Because they started watching after No Way Home. But even before No Way Home, I was like, you have to watch Daredevil. Give it another try. Because well, he never watched. He didn't watch. He only watched like half of the first season. Yeah, I I remember when Daredevil came out and I was hype and I was like, this is really cool. But it was also we were in like heat of the Infinity Saga um, and stuff was starting to. Okay, I guess he's leaving me, Uh, you know, stuff was starting to play out. And I was like, well, uh, what are you doing? What? Where'd you go? (laughs) I went to shut my door. I think I got that little echoey thing, so I was trying to. Oh, I was. Yeah, I was like, "What?" Uh, I was like, "I guess he's ditching me now." Um, No, but when Daredevil came out, we were in the heat of the Infinity Saga, and I remember thinking to myself, "I was like, I can't put like I made it like halfway through the first season, loved it, but I was like, I I just got like we said, life gets in the way. I got busy, and I was like, this isn't a part of the MCU. I can't put stock in this right now. I'm worried about all this. You know what I mean? I was like, I was, and I was just like, I whatever. Yeah, but." Since uh, Wilson Fisk was in Hawkeye, since uh, Charlie Cox's uh, Matt Murdock was in No Way Home, That's and this no is kind a of spoiler, bitch. No, it's not. This has kind of sparked like the whole conversation again. Like Daredevil's actually been trending a little bit. Um, As he and there, there's been a lot of conversation. Uh, I know Vincent D'Onofrio is very open about you know he's like i he was like i want to be a big part of the mcu and from what we understand if you uh if you follow daniel rickman binge watch this my time to shine hello uh a lot of those you know leaker accounts um and scooper accounts geekosity um murphy's multiverse uh a, a lot of those great accounts to follow on twitter if you're into that kind of thing um you know, it looks like there is a lot of Matt Murdock and a lot of Wilson Fisk coming in the MCU. And I'm hyped yep. about that because uh, honestly, I think, uh, you know, if you look at that first season of Daredevil, it's one of the best origin stories of all time. It is. But one thing that I liked about it was that it, it didn't make his origin story like, yeah, obviously, like the first few minutes is him like, you know, lo- like losing his sight. But after that, it jumped right into him being Daredevil. Yeah, but it's also like he didn't start jumping from buildings and doing stuff like that until the very end. You know what I mean? Like there were little things where I was like, he's becoming Daredevil, like the two stick things. Yeah. Um, using them like he wouldn't use them until stick came back. And, um, you know, even like 
becoming a better fighter, like little things. Like he didn't like I felt like he didn't actually become Daredevil until that final two episodes. Yeah, you know? the name that they always gave him was like the hell's the hell the, <laughs> the devil, devil of hell's, hell's kitchen. kitchen. Yeah. So Or the man in the mask. Yeah, so that was literally it. So his name was was never like solidified until later on in the It was the last the episode. Yeah. Because so the was... co- like when he beats the crap out of Wilson Fisk in the alley and the cop is like Yo, man, he he handcuff he double handcuffs Kingpin. He puts that devil handcuffs on him. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he's like, "Yo, man, what do I call you when I call it?" And he looks <laughs> up, and he's just like scaling buildings. And then, of course, Karen's like, "Daredevil? They're calling him Daredevil." I'm like, "I dig it. I like. I it. dig it. I'm yeah. here for it." Yeah. The um, the show is absolutely baller. One because the cinematographer. I know people people dog dog on the cinematographer of it, but it's dope. <laughs> Oh and, no! I think it's good. Yeah, it's pretty I think dope. It's good. Oh yeah, people people were dogging on it because it's a, it's a TV series. No, I think it works. Daredevil beats all of CW's uh fucking oh, DC shows. God, hands yeah. down. And to this day, Daredevil is probably one of the best uh superhero shows out there. They don't Still. even hold a candle to Daredevil. Yeah. And by the way, CW is currently bankrupt. So fuck you, DC fans. <laughs> fuck you let's see let's see who picks up any of those shows now i'm kidding bro guys i don't know if you've heard about the dceu stuff about what's getting ready to happen or the 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 rumors about what's getting ready to happen yeah i just i I just i'm not gonna count my chickens i'm not gonna look yeah let's just save that for for another episode because i don't want i don't want to get too well and honestly into the well i don't even want to speculate on it like I, I just don't know. I, I'm 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 hyped. They're bringing uh, Michael Keaton back to play Batman, even if it's just one time. Um, but it just sounds like they're. I, I just I for the life of me, I don't understand what the DCEU is doing. I just well, don't. it's like you. It's like you said. It's literally like they're given this golden egg, and they say, "What do I do with it?" That's but pretty it's much like, it. I, I just don't understand. Like, they actually had a good thing going. Like the, you know, when the when the Snyder Cut came out, I was like, maybe they get it. Maybe no. they understand where this needs to go. But no, these recent leaks that are coming out about the DCU, I'm like, what? what? Where did this come from? Like, what does this have to do with anything that you have set up that you have going on? I mean. Uh, I mean, there's rumors of uh, obviously. I think Batfleck is going to die in this film, and then the current rumor, I guess, I'm, I guess I'll throw up the possible spoiler alert thing. Nah, uh, maybe bother. I'll throw it up. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, the rumor is that Michael Keaton is going to help Batgirl, or I guess is going to help Batfleck find a new Batman for their universe. And it's going to be Batgirl, and you're going to have Supergirl. There's going to be no Superman or Batman. It's just going to be Batgirl and Super Supergirl. Hey, by all means, Henry Cavill come back, come come to Marvel and play as Captain Break. And Britain I believe they're, point. I believe they're having a new, like they're creating a new Justice League out of that. So, by all means, I, do what I, you do what you got to do. I don't know. I get it. I understand. I. <sighs> I don't, but we'll go. We'll go with it. I don't know. We'll see. It's one of those things. I am excited for the Flash. Um, I I do think it's going to be a a really cool project to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't know about what comes after that. I mean, it's just uh, it, it. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, dude, know. you sound so fucking depressed by it, man. Well, it's not it going to be that I, big of a deal, okay? We'll be fine. Honestly, my only hope for DC is the Batman. Like, Matt Reeves, the Batman. Yeah, honestly, that's the only thing I'm pretty excited for. Other than Shazam or something like that. Yeah, those two I'm pretty hyped for. But anything else, uh, you kind of like, you kind of lost me. But I mean, even, you know, I know like everybody was worried once Disney acquired the rights to Deadpool and some of the Fox stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know everybody was worried about what they're going to do with Deadpool. But from what I've read, I actually think they're going to do Deadpool right. I think they're going to let Deadpool live in that Deadpool world. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think they're going to let that happen. And I, I, I think they're going to let him stay rated R. I think he's still going to be raunchy. Is he going to cross over with some of them? Of course he will. Uh, but I'm, I don't know. I'm getting more and more excited for Marvel stuff. And I'm getting less and less excited for DC stuff, except for the Batman. I think the Batman might arguably one of the, it might be one of the best superhero movies of all time. We'll have to wait and see. But I have a really I good say, feeling. Yeah, don't don't make that don't make that statement yet. Jesus Christ. No, man. but I have a really good feeling about it. Uh, mm-hmm. so I know what we're here to talk Friday the thirteenth. Um, so let's go ahead and get into that. Uh I will uh, I'll put the timestamps. Um and so I if you've made it this far, then I assume you're, you know, hanging with us to the bitter end. Um, but the timestamps will be in the description as well. So let's talk some Friday the thirteenth, man. Uh so obviously the lawsuit. If you uh, if you followed this franchise, if you're a horror fan, you know that Friday the Thirteenth has been gridlocked in a lawsuit between the original two creators of the franchise, or should I say, of the original 1980 film, Victor Miller, who was hired uh, as the writer of the original screenplay, and Sean Cunningham, who kind of came up with the idea. He directed the film. He produced the film. <laughs> Um, along with a couple others, but they have been kind of battling for who owns the rights to the Friday the 13th franchise, uh, which really sucks because we, until that's settled, and it looks like it might be settled in court, at least the legal part of it might be settled, um, It we can't get any closer to getting a new Friday the 13th film because this lawsuit has been holding the franchise up. So for those of you that don't know, like exactly what the logistics of what they're fighting over, Brad, I mean, why don't you just explain to them what's going on? Because we have talked about it, but that episode was a while ago. So, I mean, just go if we can just go over what all that's transpired and what's honestly being fought for, you'd understand how fucking stupid this is. (laughs) Well, here. okay, it's basically I mean, it's it's pretty simple. They both believe that they should own the rights. Victor Miller says it was my I. You know, I, and of course, I'm kind of paraphrasing some of this. Uh, Victor Miller, I, I, from what I understand, kind of is like, I wrote the script. I wrote the characters. I did this. And of course, Sean Cunningham is like, but it was my thing. Like, I, we hired you to write the script. It was my, my film. I directed it. I produced it. I came up with it. So there's just that, there's that battle. They're both trying to grab the teddy bear, but they're ripping the arms off while they do it. It's uh, like, who wrote Mrs. Robinson pretty much, honestly? It's like, who the fuck did so, I mean, that's pretty much it. But again, the sad part about this is that I, and of course, this is just a, this is, this is a public opinion. This is just, uh, this is my kind of thoughts on it as, uh, as somebody who is kind of irrelevant to the, the lawsuit itself. Uh, but literally the name of our show, we're going to talk movies. Uh, 
I feel like if the two of them would just come together and be like, look, we created one of the most successful franchises in movie history. Split the royalties, make another movie. Let's go. Yeah, but exactly. That's what fucking you pisses be me off. A ton you literally, of money. yeah, you a literally ton have of money. like, who do you have? You have Freddy Krueger, Chucky, Jason, Michael Myers, and probably Pinhead. Honestly, you have, I, you have, and I wouldn't even put Pinhead in there. You have four out of the four. You have four of the most influential horror figures in the horror genre, out of the litany of other trials and errors of different types of murderers, slashers, and whatnot in the horror verse that just didn't pan out. But these well, four like pivotal characters, and you're not going to say, hey, you know what? We're going to get some money no matter what we throw, no matter what movie we throw out, we're going to get some money. So why don't we just split the royalties or do come to some agreement to what percentage it is? And who cares? We're just going to, we're going to get a shit ton of money no matter what we get. And that's what pisses me off is that I don't I get I get like you know we we got to fight for what we own blah 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 I totally get that but in the grand scheme of things in regards to what you want to give to the fans cuz that's the reason why you want that's the reason why you want Jason Voorhees or you want the Friday the 13th title is so you can make something for the fans otherwise what are you fighting in, in this uh court battle for I like know. just Figure something out and give the fans what they want because everybody wants another Friday Thirteenth movie because we haven't had one since what two thousand what fourteen fifteen maybe oh it's been two, since two thousand nine fuck they me re- never the mind reboot, the reboot was in two thousand nine and except for the Never Hike Alone series Never Hike Alone and Never Hike in the Snow and there's you know there's several several films uh, and that's what you get with this. Yeah, and that's what you get with this with this uh, franchise. If it you don't, look, if you can't figure anything out, we're gonna make our own shit. That's as simple as that. Not we, but like the fans. In, <laughs> in my you know eyes, I mean? in my eyes, if if I am Sean Cunningham and I'm Victor Miller, I'm looking at. Never if you're Hike Sean alone, and Cunningham and I'm Victor Miller, we're literally talking to each other right now. I'd be like, "Dog, are you want to make some more money, or do you want to keep fighting?" But if I'm looking at the success of the Never Hike Alone stuff of the Friday the 13th Vengeance stuff. Uh, and I, there's several Friday the 13th fan films that are good, that are like cinema quality, professional yeah. fan films. I mean, you watch them. I have both Never Hike Alones on the shelf behind me. I I contributed to them, uh, and I will contribute to Never Hike again. I believe that's the next one. Uh, Vince, if you're watching correct me but i i gladly because they i feel like if i'm those two guys i'm like oh we got something here we could be making money off of this like people are still interested in this people still want this uh i I don't understand why this whole lawsuit has i i don't i don't know i just don't understand because in my eyes uh, I'm thinking, you know, you guys did something really cool. Like, you guys genuinely made a franchise that people love, that people genuinely love. I mean, look at this. Look at that. Look at this. I'm going to turn my camera. It's the part of my room you guys never see. I have all those hawks I painted. Like, I have Friday the 13th posters. Like, uh, I mean, I, I love this franchise. Everybody loves this franchise. If you're a horror fan, you love this franchise. <laughs> And I just don't understand why you would let something 
get in the way of what you created. You created something awesome that people love. Why are you fighting over it? Over who did it? 40 years later. I mean, yeah. like, come on, man. Uh, and again, nothing against that. I have nothing against Sean Cunningham. I have nothing against Victor Miller. Uh, it's just, it, it's kind of my thoughts on the whole situation. Um, Look, I wouldn't, I would not have Art, made a fuss. Art says you guys are dope. AF. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, just, we're fired it's good up. To see you. Yeah, it's good to see you again, Art. But yeah, let's be honest. Like, if... I would I would understand the fact if it was like you know after three movies, like maybe they fight over it and the fight probably was like six months and then hey guess what we got to fight thirteen four or something like that, that would have been cool. But it's been two that since two thousand nine and then they've been in a complete custody battle, which is what I'm calling yeah, it now. That's basically been a what it is. Custody battle for another fucking damn near a decade. And look where we look where it got us. Fucking nowhere, nowhere near I a can't movie. Can't open this beer. And, and Dude. after like so many other fan <laughs> fan movies, they still they don't understand. Like, hey, would they want another movie? Let's give them another movie. I don't care if it's a fucking bomb. Just well, give me another Friday Thirteenth movie. You know, and I even think about John Carpenter. And I I know I'm paraphrasing this. I know I'm just kind of being silly. And I mean, we're look in the grand scheme of things, this is not. It. I I don't lay in bed at night and think, gosh, I want another Jason movie. I wish no, this guy calls no. me almost every it, night complaining about it, so he's lying. No, no. I, I again in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, but it's just it's so frustrating and it's so silly to me. Like if you look at John Carpenter, and again I'm paraphrasing, he was like, you know, look, I love this Fran I love Halloween, I love what I created, but I never wanted there to be a sequel, anyways. But if you're gonna do sequels, I'll help you out, sure. But if I, as long as somebody slides a paycheck in my in my jacket pocket, we're good. Like, like have have fun, enjoy yourself. <laughs> you know yeah, what I see? mean? Like, like I, don't, it, I don't know. Like John put, Carpenter, listen, John put Carpenter that royalty check in yeah. my pocket, and we're solid. We're golden. Yeah, John you know? Carpenter's like a, like logic behind like his his creation with Michael Myers. It's brilliant. <laughs> he says, "Yes, I created a pretty dope uh, uh horror icon." I initially just wanted one, but if you guys wanted more, just, you know, slide me a check and do what you want to do. Don't go outlandish about it, but, you know, just slide me a check and tell a story you want to sell. I mean, l listen. But where if, are we going with my, with fucking Jason? If you, if you created, and it, uh, blank slate, if you created a movie that donned a what? Eight, nine, ten plus film franchise? Oh no, it's twelve. Yeah, I think it's twelve movies. Whatever. If you if you created a franchise like that in forty years, would you be like, you know what? Exactly. Exactly. I would just be like, this is aw like I'm so glad that I did this. I'm so glad that people are still loving this forty years later. I I'm honored that they that they want more of this. Like, yeah, do you know, do what you will. Like, this is cool. And I know I I believe there was a a, a lawsuit prior to this one involving Sean Cunningham. Where uh, I think, especially dealing with the Friday the Thirteenth reboot from two thousand nine, um, that uh, he said he didn't get the correct royalties from that film as well. Which I, I get it. That's a different, completely different story. If you're told these are the royalties that you are to be given per film that they make, and you don't get that, that's an issue. I would completely, yeah. completely, I understand that. 
uh, or if it's a matter of putting your name on it. I mean, based on characters created by Sean Cunningham and Victor Miller. Cool. I would do. I mean, be like, yeah, I, I want my name in it. If I created it, put my name in it. But yeah. I'm not going to sit there and throw fingers again and rip the arms off the teddy bear and be like, hey, this is mine. Yeah, you know it's I mean? okay. This is fucked up for me to say, but like this, it remind this. This makes me think of like the the deadbeat dad who who leaves his child, and the child becomes like a fucking uh, sports star, and all of a sudden he comes back and is like, "Hey, where's my check?" You just went there. <laughs> I just went there, oh but that's God. what it feels like to me. That's what it feels like, honestly, honest to God. That's what it feels like, and it's like the worst. It's like the most childish thing ever. It's like you, you should have taken care of this like a long time ago. But I mean, that's the movie industry. Like you get tunnel vision whenever you see something that's great and you just keep gung ho in it all the way. But you really don't look at the legal aspects of it and you don't realize like how much is at stake with each of one of your shares. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I I'm not surprised by the by the lawsuit that came out, but I am surprised with the fact that how long it's taken because. I'm being honest, guys. Like, yes, Jason is an icon. Friday the 13th is a serious franchise in the horror community, but it shouldn't take this long to, to figure out this lawsuit. It really I mean, should this, not. I, I, Fucking the I'm Sony correct, thing, the Sony and Marvel thing lasted, what, four months? It wasn't very long. It yeah, was, it was I mean, like it was less four than a year. months. Yeah. I believe this lawsuit, and of course, COVID plays a factor in this. I know COVID plays Fuck a factor. Fuck COVID, man. man but, just, the, but this Skype lawsuit... Skype court, yeah. I... I, I think I, I think it was February of 2020 that this broke for the first time. It, it was broke. a while ago. Yeah, it, it was. Broke. That means it could have happened while a while ago. Yeah, it could have started a long time ago. It just so happens that it broke at that time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Halloween Kills Extended Cut says, I wonder what a new Jason movie would look like. We're actually going to get into that uh, towards the end. Um, we're, we're, let, let's do this. Uh if you don't know, Larry Zerner, who played Shelley in Friday the 13th Part 3, he is actually now uh, a lawyer in the entertainment community. Um, and he's done really well for himself. And he actually, uh, he's been doing a lot of, uh, of coverage on this. And he's been doing a really, really great job at breaking down some of the Friday the 13th stuff. Um, by the way, Halloween Kills tomorrow. Comes out tomorrow. On, oh uh, shit! I Blu-ray. thought you were talking about Halloween ends. Is there more news? <laughs> Holy fuck! We should no, have did this tomorrow. No. Uh, yeah, uh, the it, the Blu-ray releases tomorrow and the 4K. So I'll I'll pick mine up at some point this week. Um, but uh, Larry Zerner has done an, an incredible job of keeping everybody kind of updated on the status of what's going on with Friday the Thirteenth, uh, and kind of because he a he was in one of the movies. B, he's close to the project. He knows, you know, I he he's kind of an you know, he knows what's going on. He's he's a lawyer. He can explain this stuff better than anybody else can. Yeah, um, he, and he of course Shelley, I, right? He played Shelly in part three, yeah. I just saw yeah. a picture of him in that movie. Dude, he looks like the fat version of Ryan Reynolds in uh, the movie Just Friends. He was a good character. I liked him in I liked him in Friday. <laughs> he looks he looks three. exactly cool. like him. Yeah. I actually just watched part three the other day when I was doing this room. I, I was like, I need something to part. And I, put, I was like, I haven't seen three in a while. And I put three on because, of course, I knew we were going to be talking about this and stuff. Um, so I know this kind of well, well, uh, two weeks ago. So a couple weeks ago, we were kind of on our break. Um, 
Uh, Art says Halloween ends is filming this month, but what day? Uh, I believe James Dude Courtney actually said, let me think, February 10th, I believe. I think it's been pushed back. Not, I don't know if the whole production is pushed back, but James Jude Courtney begins filming Michael stuff on, uh, on February 10th. Uh, and he said that, I believe, in a cameo to a fan um, that news broke. So, I again, I we don't do standalone videos about all of this stuff. If it's something big, we'll do a uh, – he says, damn it, I know. I know. I, there's been some talk, everybody, when uh, – when because they I believe they were supposed to start filming, like, this week or, like, second or third week of January. Uh, and I know when he was like, yeah, I start filming Halloween Ends on February 10th, everybody went – what do you mean? Everybody's like, what do you mean? Uh, what? Like, why? What do you mean? What, what, uh, what, what do you mean? <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't think that's, uh, I wouldn't get worried about it being pushed back yet. I, I mean, maybe a, a week or two, but I don't think, uh, I'm not, listen, I don't think that it's going to be pushed back, uh, to like 2023 I, I don't think that or 2022 i mean i don't think that's gonna happen uh wait it is 2022 god i hate myself 2023 that's it's the beginning it of the year man we still got a while it ago. is it is i'm still i don't even know i don't know what day it is i don't know what time it is i don't know who i am uh friday the 13th uh the case is allegedly officially over and victor miller once again owns his screenplay uh, but again, not as simple as it sounds. So, so let's talk about this. It's been a long road, but it appears we're heading towards some, some sort of closure in regards to the Friday the 13th rights battle. Friday the 13th Part 3 star, that's a lot of threes, and entertainment lawyer Larry Zerner has been keeping fans updated on the progress of the messy legal battle over the franchise's rights that's pitted Sean Cunningham and Horror Inc. against original screen, screenwriter Victor Miller. According to Zerner, the case is officially over as Cunningham and Horror Inc. has failed to file a cert petition by the 4 p.m. deadline. As of writing, Victor Miller is allegedly still the official rights holder to the original Friday the 13th screenplay in the U.S. only. Now, let's think about this. Yeah, he, that's he okay. only owns the rights to Friday the 13th, 1980, the original movie. That does not mean that Victor Miller owns the rights to Friday the 13th, the franchise. Okay. Two very different things here. Two very different things. Yeah. Just wait until you hear the less. There we go. Sorry. What were you going to say? No, that's fine. I was, I was honestly being second. <laughs> before, I, before I kick your ass out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was I saying? Oh, okay. So Larry Snyder, uh, I retweeted these uh, quite a bit. He actually tweeted. It's 4 p.m., and I still don't see a cert petition filed with the Supreme Court and the Friday the 13th case. What does this mean? Well, it means the case is officially over, and Victor Miller owns the rights to his screenplay to his screenplay in Friday the 13th, but only in the U.S. Uh, let, me, let me do this. I should have pulled the full tweets up. I didn't realize it wasn't the whole thing in the article here, guys. Sorry about that. Um, let me... Uh, Doing it live. That's what you get. We're doing doing it things live. live. Doing it live. That's what you get. What you get. Uh, let me go over to our Twitter here. Um, Victor Miller owns the rights to his screenplay in Friday the 13th, but only in the U.S. 
Now, does this mean that the parties have settled or are close to settling and a new movie is forthcoming? Not necessarily. It could just mean that Sean Cunningham realized that a cert petition was a real long shot and didn't want to waste his money. However, the fact that he didn't file a cert petition makes it very slightly more likely that the parties are working out a resolution, but I wouldn't hold my breath. So let's break that down a little bit. Art said, I love it when you guys do it live. <laughs> when we screw up, when I don't have the right crap pulled up. Uh, so, Victor Miller owns the rights to the original film. Sean Cunningham and Horror Inc. failed to file the petition that would bring this into like another round. Like to, to basically file an appeal. Uh, and that means that, you know, I, and you know, like... Uh, like Mr. Zerner said here, I think he kind of realized it wouldn't, he would just be losing money because the outcome isn't going to be any different. He would basically be losing money, uh, filing an appeal to try to get his way. And I think it's kind of obvious that he wasn't going to, um, now, like Larry Zerner said, the fact that he didn't file, uh, an appeal might keyword might point to the fact that they're working on resolving this thing and they're kind of coming to an agreement. But like he says, I wouldn't hold my breath. Uh, can Victor and Sean just make their own separate movies? Not really because Victor only owns us rights and only to the first script. And Sean owns adult hockey mask wearing Jason, but can't hey, legally use him in a movie without Victor's permission. It's complicated. That's, yeah, that's what like, makes it complicated what? right there. That's where like it's pissing me off is the fact that they're fighting over who owns what version of my of a I keep mixing these two up of Jason is who owns which version of it. And it's like, guys, we're we're splitting hairs now at this fucking point. You are. You're splitting hairs. Yeah. And I feel like this points out to me, just like we said at the beginning, you need each other. Yeah. For this to work. Like mm -hmm. nobody it Blumhouse. Or A24 cannot approach one of them and be like, hey, we want to make a Friday the 13th movie. We want your permission to do it. Sean Cunningham can't do it because he needs Victor Miller's permission in order to use adult hockey mask Jason. But Victor Miller doesn't own adult hockey mask Jason. If you remember in the original film, Pamela Voorhees is the killer in the original film. Jason, Jason is not even in the original Friday the 13th. Until the last, like, five minutes of the movie when he does his gross jump out of the water and grab Alice in the boat. That's all we see of Jason. So it's like they can't – they literally can't make a movie without each other. That's yeah. why this whole thing seems ridiculous in my eyes because I'm like, look, why couldn't you have just avoided the whole lawsuit in the first place? Yeah, like you know? who? Like I'm, I'm curious know. who sparked the lawsuit and what was their reasoning behind it. Because if you could go, if you could track back to what their reasoning behind it, I'm sure you could find some common uh, compromise, common ground, point. right? Yeah, yeah. You would think. Look again, we have made such a successful franchise. This has gone way further than we ever expected it to. This is a win-win for us, man. Like we did a good thing. We did a really cool thing. Uh, but I, it's just, I, I don't know. It, it's uh. It, it, it's, it's a bitch a, it, and a half to follow up. That's all I gotta say. Man. Art, 
<laughs> yeah. Just let them retcon the F1 ending and bring back Alice in this Voorhees for a 40 year later final battle and make it a trilogy. Yeah, why oh not? Oh my god. That's gonna everybody I kind of low key worry about that, that they're gonna bring back all of these franchises and it's just gonna be like Heather Langenkamp against Freddy, let's go. And it's gonna be like Alice against Pamela Voorhees, let's go. Although Pamela Voorhees would have to be like Jason because she was decapitated at the end. So like so was Michael in H2O. But it wasn't no. really Michael, though. Oh, well, fuck off. You and that fucking plot armor bullshit. If you go with Resurrection, it wasn't Michael. Yeah. So, well, I don't I know. Mean, still. Dude. But... Could, you, could you imagine if it's like, it's it's literally like Jason, like, uh, well, you can't use the hockey mask, but it like Pamela comes back as like ghost Pamela. Instead of like ghost Jason, you get like, you get like, what you get a turtleneck you get like instead of the hockey mask (laughs) the red turtleneck oh she looks like freddy krueger's fucking grandmother could you imagine that coming at you Uh, i'd be scared too that with a machete yeah i'd be scared Uh, i'd stay away from her range i know man bro it was good myself she looks like freddy krueger's grandmother i'm not gonna lie here's the thing that original film was great it really was but at this point at where the franchise is at currently people don't want to see pamela Voorhees. they want to see jason they want to see full-on hockey mask machete jason that's who they want to see that's a dad i know i know but you get what i'm saying they want to see full-on jason they don't want to see pamela anymore uh and it's just kind of you know it's uh it's a shame um so so let's finish out uh, Larry's Ernest tweets. Um, hopefully we'll hear some good news in the future. In the meantime, this Friday is Sean's 80th birthday. So everyone, please wish Sean a very happy birthday. No trolling, and we will see what 2022 brings. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, and again, I, I don't say any of the – none of what we're saying we're, – we're having a good time. We're, we're joking around. None of Am what I we're not? saying no. is that – oh, my God. Is anything against Sean or Victor? I mean, again – you two created an incredible franchise that people adore. I just don't understand why you're fighting over it. Yeah. I really don't. Uh, yeah. Art, absolutely. Happy birthday to Sean, man. I know we're a couple weeks late. He's been 80 for a few weeks now. But, I mean, happy birthday <laughs> to him. I mean, it's pretty cool. Uh, He's been 80 for a few weeks. It's not, it's whatever. So, I don't know. I You know, just uh, things to think about. Uh, so, kind of going back to the, the Bloody Disgusting article. What does this mean for the future of the Friday the 13th franchise and Jason Voorhees? It's complicated, but the two sides are working on or having reached a resolution would be the best case scenario for horror fans. If the two sides fail to reach any sort of agreement, here's how the rights break. Here's the, here's how the rights break down. I'm forgetting how to read. According to Zerner, we already read all that stuff. Basically they cannot, they, neither one of them can do this without the other. <laughs> To put it simply, my understanding is that Victor Miller could allow a studio to produce a Friday the 13th remake, but it could only be released in the United States. States. The United States. The United States. What's new to this writer is that Sean can't legally use Jason Voorhees in a movie without Victor's permission, and that it truly is crippling. The hope here is that the two parties can come to some sort of agreement and move forward together. Otherwise, it's going to be exceptionally hard to find a workaround to the legal ramifications. If you'd like to learn more about the entire case, you can click here, yada, 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 yada. Uh, You can click there. I'll put this link in the chat 
uh, real quick. Um, and this is on Bloody Disgusting. If you just Google Friday the 13th Bloody Disgusting.com, um, that'll pop up. And uh, they have their full interview with Larry Zerner himself uh, talking about, you know, his kind of version of what's going on. Uh, so, so the question here, knowing everything that we know, the big question is, will we see another Friday the 13th movie soon? Anytime soon? No. No. I'm going to say no. Yes. I'm sorry if you're and waiting I, for a suspense. And that, no. That's a that, definite no for me, dog. For, and I, for me, that doesn't mean that's not a, a dig at them like they're not going to be able to figure it out. That's not what I mean. It's I just mean, the production time. It's going to be the production time. They still have to, I, and who knows, maybe they're ironing out all of those issues right now as we speak, but they still have to kind of iron out all of the issues with uh, who owns what. They have to iron out what studio they would go with. I mean, there is there is a lot. And who knows, maybe there's, maybe there's a script out there already. Maybe they already had a script and they're trying to figure out the legal battles of it before the script even goes to a studio. Right. Who knows? But right. which they would have to. They would have to figure out a way to work together and to yeah. to kind of figure this whole thing out before they could ever make a movie. Um, a few things that you have to keep in mind. Again, Victor Miller owns the U.S. rights to the original 1980 film. Jason is again in it for maybe six seconds, um, and he's just the zombified kid jumping out of the water. He grabs Alice. She wakes up. Um, Pamela Voorhees is the main antagonist. Uh, and Sean Cunningham owns the beautiful hockey mask Jason that we all know and love. Um, you know, as uh, as the guys at Womp Stomp Films uh, call him Ghost Jason, uh, which of course is amazing. That's pretty badass name. Everybody, everybody lie. loves everybody loves Ghost Jason. You got you got Kit. Oh, that's that's not Jason. <laughs> <laughs> that gave better to Jason. You have Kid Jason, and then you have actual Ghost Jason. Uh, so I don't know, man. It. I don't think we're going to see a movie anytime soon. No. Uh, because, again, they have to figure all of that stuff out. Could Victor Miller work with, let's say, Blumhouse to reboot the, the, the franchise? Of course he could. But if that were to happen, people better really tamper their expectations because, A, Pamela would have to be the killer. Uh, it would basically almost have to follow the same formula with Alice, Marcy, Jack, all I don't remember all those laundry list of characters. I can, for whatever reason, I can never remember all of the characters in the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. There's just too many of them, and they're too forgettable. You know, it, they're they're really like forgettable. They just they're there to die, basically. Um, other than like the main couple, uh, and of course you could use Pamela, but and you know I know there's a lot of people that argue maybe they should use Pamela when they do finally reboot it. Maybe they should do a true remake of the original film where you use Pamela as the main killer. But the problem with that is that's not what the majority of horror fans want to see. Yeah, yeah. You know? Exactly. And, and I do think that the, the 2009 reboot actually handled that really well. You know, because it does pay ode to that. It, it nods to the fact that that did happen, even though Jason's the main killer. Uh, it kind of shows a flashback of Jason seeing his mom decapitated. Um, 
And if B, if they did use Jason, he would need a complete makeover. No hockey mask, no machete, nothing that would make you think of that ghost Jason as we know him because Sean still owns him, even though he can do nothing with him. It's just, it's kind of weird to think of like uh, I don't know. them owning like a fucking supernatural uh, killing machine. I mean, it's kind of weird. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> funny because you it's can't like, own that. I know. After all of this, he's still locked in the closet. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's yeah. still, I, you just can't do anything with him. Uh, and of course, the other thing you have to think about is even if, again, say Blumhouse approached Victor Mill and they're like, hey, look at what Halloween just did, bro. <laughs> Halloween, Halloween 2018 was the second highest grossing horror movie of all time, bro. Like, let's, you know, let's talk. Let's talk some Friday. Uh, you would have to remember that that'll never happen because unless the project is a small indie movie or a fan film, no studio is going to put as much time and energy and finances and resources into it, into a movie that you can't distribute overseas. And also if it's not going to have Jason. So like if say they reach out to any other studios is like, Hey, I want to, we want to make another Friday the 13th movie. They're going to be like, great. What's Jason going to look like? And they're like, we don't have Jason. <laughs> we don't know. Like, we have Pamela, know. and they're like Pamela who? <laughs> Bro, they'd no, be like, I'm good. They'd be like, what, so what's Jason? Good? Well, we got to talk about the design of Jason. Who's Jason? Like, yeah, right. It's like, like it's like it's like they're Jason? gonna they're gonna act like he never existed. Be like, uh, yeah, who's Jason? Uh, this is all about Pamela. We just Doctor yeah. Strange this thing. Yeah, um, no, no, no studio is gonna want to touch a Friday Thirteenth project if Jason Voorhees or Ghost Chase is gonna is not gonna be in there because yeah. he well, is the money shot he is the money maker he is the one that was gonna pull box office uh numbers well and that's the thing is even if even if victor miller did work with somebody it can only be in the u.s and the u.s market may be their biggest market but it's not their only one if they're bringing yeah. jason back they want to see numbers at the international box office uh and if you're gonna have history... to you can't you can't necessarily right. rely as a movie from Coming from the United States, you can't just rely on the national uh, box office. You have, like, obviously, with that being said, I mean, the U.S. has the movie industry on lock. Like, that's where the movies come from. And if you're only restricted to national box office, that's going to hinder – that's going to that's gonna make a lot of studios hesitant enough to not want to touch it because, if, because they have that – they have another – a, they have a whole other region of untapped potential that they can't access yeah. because of this fucking lawsuit. So no studio is going to want to touch it at all if they can't reach uh, international box office. If global distribution of the film is not an option, I don't see them thinking it's worth the investment to do that. Especially no movie is worth the investment at that e point. Even, look, even if Victor Miller and Sean Cunningham really came together and they were like, hey, Let's do this. We like this whole like put the lawsuit behind us. It's water under the bridge. Let's let's do this thing. Jason is back. We can do whatever we want. If you can only distribute it in the United States, which I guess if they came together, then they could. But uh, I, I'm not honestly. I'm not sure how the distribution works. I don't know if they would have to go through a separate thing. I'm not. I'm not positive. Um, but I, I I thought this was interesting. I pulled the numbers from Friday the Thirteenth, two thousand nine. Uh, from the Michael Bay reboot of Friday the 13th from 2009, had a $19 million budget 
front. It, it had a Damn, 19 mil son. budget. Michael uh, Bay was expecting some fireworks in that movie then. Well, and there were honestly, there were a lot of things I really enjoyed about the remake. And there were some things I was like, why is this in there? Uh, I don't, I don't get, I don't know, whatever. Uh, it made $65 million domestically. So it did, it made its budget back. It made a profit in the U.S., but it also made $26.5 million internationally, almost 30% of Friday the 13th, 2009's earnings were made overseas for a $91.5 million total. Almost and for a 26% of Rotten Tomatoes too. Like I know it, it, really, I, it, it didn't do that. <laughs> Like but fucking mint for that, a subpar movie, it made bank. A that proves to you they're never gonna. I mean, come on, thirty twenty six point five mil is. I mean, that's more than their one than its budget right there. Uh, Wait, you 30, said nineteen million was their was their budget? Nineteen million dollar budget, and it, bro, their box office was ninety two point <laughs> seven million. Like, what the fuck? That's you made a profit, my guy, and yet still. No one is understanding the fact that this is a cash cow. Well, Do away a, with like making a good story at this point. Like if you throw a Friday thirteenth, you're gonna gather some box office. Obviously, people are gonna be pissed because Jason's not in there, but you're gonna cash some box office no matter what. Yeah. A yes, it's a cash cow, and B they're never gonna distribute. They're never going to distribute to. What am I saying? They are never going to only distribute a movie in the U.S. because it wouldn't make any sense to. You know what I mean? There'd be yeah. no reason that you they want that 30 percent of uh, of that box office that they would be missing out on. You know what I mean? Uh, so I don't know. I kind of in closing here. Uh, not in closing of the show. We're not going anywhere yet. Um, but Victor Miller and Sean Cunningham really can't do anything without each other here. And I it. it it almost makes me feel like other than other than each of these guys knowing what they're legally allowed to do and what they legally own, are we really any closer to getting a movie? Is there another movie coming? No, I don't think we're really any closer because, again, the only difference is Sean is done with the appeals. They each know what they own. They know... Uh, you know, legally it's been dished out what each one of them can do, but it still doesn't solve the fact that neither one of them can do anything without the other, can really do anything meaningful without the other. You know what I mean? Yep. So, uh, and, and again, it, it, which it's great that we're at this point that the lawsuit's over, but it's almost more infuriating because it's like, we could have avoided this. <laughs> like, we didn't need to do this in the first place. Like, literally, we could have forgotten all about this thing and just came together like pull a john carpenter slide that royalty check in my pocket and we're good but so i don't know miguel your thoughts on uh where it's at right now on the where the lawsuit's at where the franchise is uh kind of sitting idle i mean i've kind of made myself clear in regards to it honestly like if we could just come to some type of base compromise and just throw a movie out like you guys will definitely understand why this lawsuit needed to be done like a year ago or even before that. And if you look at all the fan films that they've had over the course of this lawsuit, you can tell that the fans want it. 
And oh, yeah. if if the original owners are not willing to give it, guess what? Else. Guess what, guys? Fan films are doing way better than what ass. we've done in a long time. Like fan films have evolved to become damn near close enough to be uh, your usual movie production experience. If you look at Black Christmas and and Don't Hike Up Alone, like all of them, Listen. they are top caliber uh, movies. Just looked it up. Never Hike Alone has got 3.3 million views on YouTube. Never Hike in the Snow has 1.1 million views. Uh, Disappear, which is like the, the music video they did that Womp Stomp did, uh, has almost 70K views. That should show you that people do want it. Yeah. Like it's not, and of course those are, not everybody knows about those. You know what I mean? They don't have the, the same distribution uh, and the same uh, marketing as as a yeah, studio but like back even, film would. But, but even the horror community that. wants more Jason. They want more Friday the 13th. Yeah. But even without like the distribution or marketing plans that they have, for them to reach that many people, it's insane. Sorry, I got a sneeze. Oh, God. <laughs> but, okay. But you got to understand, like, even without the distribution or marketing uh, aspects that they had compared to the studios, for them to reach, like, that many, like, millions of viewers should say enough that the fans want to see, want to see more Jason. Right. And the fact that they're just pussyfooting around infuriates me. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, guys, let us know if you're watching uh, right now or if you're watching after the fact. Please let us know uh, what your thoughts are on where the franchise is at. On the the you know is the lawsuit in its final chapter? Yes, pun intended. Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter. Uh, is the lawsuit in its final chapter? Are we at the end? Uh, what do you think? Are we close to an agreement? Um, and and it's kind of fun to even talk about this. Say everything again. Uh, Best case scenario, where should the franchise go? Say everything. Uh, the, the Victor and Sean came to an agreement. They found a studio that backed them. They were looking for pitches. They were looking for, for somebody to pitch them. Uh, the, the reboot of Friday the 13th. Do we go into sequel territory? Do we do a sequel to part four? Do we do a sequel to the very last, you know, do, do you do a sequel to Jason Goes to Hell or Jason X? Please don't do a sequel to Jason X. Please, I can't stand. Please Look, I know people. I know people love Jason X. I can't stand Jason X. Like the last time I tried to watch it, I had just moved into this house, and uh, I don't even know where Julia was, but it was late, and I had drank like a couple of beers, and I was sitting on my couch watching it, and then I woke up, and it was on the menu. It was on the menu, and it was like three a.m., and I was like. I was like, what? I mean, I fell asleep watching. I was like, I just can't do it, man. Um, I don't know if I think they should go sequel territory. I honestly, honestly, and again, we don't know. Uh, we don't know where the Never Hike Alone series is headed. I know there are, like I said, several. I think at least three or four more films in that franchise. Give it to Vincent Desanti and to Womp Stomp Films, man. Give it to them. Let him. Let that be his feature directorial debut man because that would be incredible i mean those fan film and we're gonna do once we do uh 
you know, I, I know I, I'm purely and simply evil. We got to get a couple more episodes of that going. Um, but, you know, we uh, once we finish the, the Halloween franchise, we'll do other, you know, horror films scattered in there as well. Um, I know we want to do some winter horror films while we're kind of in that state of mind uh, in that season. And we'll probably do the Friday the 13th uh, films next as our next like big franchise you know watch um we'll do that next so uh you know i i I, we will do uh the the never hike alone franchise and some of the fan films in there as well because there are some incredible fan films i would love to see some of them because you've talked a big game on them and i was pleasantly surprised with uh black christmas granted you know coming from um from uh it's me billy that's that's the fan film but like coming from uh watching Black Christmas and seeing how much of a of a satire I feel that was, it's me. Billy really made that much more. It made Black Christmas much more scary than what I thought it would would be. So, right. and it's like I said, like I am, I am a firm believer that these fan films they're gonna grow into being something to be reckoned with. Like the movie studios are literally shaking yeah. in their boots right now with well, how well these fan films are doing you also have to be kind of careful though too like you can't step on toes too too much or else you know i mean you could be at risk they're like you know you're using our property to you know that's why you see at the beginning of all those film films not for profit you know it's like it's a bit it's a big deal you have to be careful with those um but there are i, I think it, it just goes to show you a these franchises are still very viable and there is a lot of life left to them uh and i think b it shows you that there are people who really creative people who can breathe new life into it in ways that that isn't just a typical reboot that isn't just telling the same story over and over again um i mean you know again we're talking about never hike alone uh this is the jason from never hike alone i mean this is fan film jason and it's cooler than some of the actual uh the actual jasons that we've gotten in other films um yeah because this one doesn't look that stock i don't know there's something about stocky jason i just kind of don't vibe with that cane hotter like yeah ripped and granted he did a good job but it's just you know it's like he was a boy that was bullied like let's be honest oh yeah so it's not like he would have like gotten buff you know sucking up the lake and everything so like you know him just having being a regular size kind of guy with the same just unnatural superpowers yeah oh my god that sounded like michael for a second but let's let's stay away from that real quick yeah he's a zombie jason's definitely supernatural though you know yeah yeah, michael michael kind of skirts the line jason is like bro's 150 percent like yeah yeah he's a zombie uh so yeah i mean i don't know i i it you know it would be really cool man if we could get Savini Jason in there from the Friday the 13th game, of course, a nod to, to Tom Savini, who did the, the special effects makeup. Uh, but this was one of the playable characters in the Friday the 13th game. Uh, and I don't know how you would do it. You'd have to tell a hell of a story to make it work. Uh, but that looks amazing, man. I always thought that that version of Jason just looked incredible. With the spikes and everything and the glowing red eyes? Mm-hmm. Boy, he looks like a character from Dark Souls. The fuck? Get out of here. <laughs> you think you so, need some teenagers? We go from fucking... that to that. Yeah, right? <laughs> you think some teenagers that are just trying to fuck are going to take down that Jason? No. I'm just saying. 
Yeah. Ain't nobody going to a camp is going to survive that, Jason. Also, have you played those games? Those games are I have those I haven't really touched. The Friday the Thirteenth game. Yeah. Yeah, I played it. I have it. It's over here on my shelf. We'll have to and play it one day. Never, when you yeah, when you man never when you come up with, when you come up, we'll play it. Honestly, I haven't played it that many times. I've played it. You know, I played it when I first got it. I got real into it, but I kind of fell off of it. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't know. I, I my gut tells me that they'll just reboot it. I don't think they're going to do another sequel. I don't think they're going to do. Oh uh, yeah, one hundred percent. They are. 100% I think they'll do a, a, a reboot. Now, whether or not they do a soft reboot, whether or not they just include, uh, whether they include Vincent uh, and the um, the Womp Stomp, Jason and those films, because they do kind of tie in. Although, if they included those films, they would have to. It would have to be a sequel to the sequels, because those films tie into the other Friday sequels as well. I believe. Uh, I'm pretty sure. That Never Hike in the Snow, which is the prequel to Never Hike Alone, takes place after Jason takes Manhattan. If I'm, I, I, it's, I, it's been a while since I've watched it. I would have to double check. Um, uh, but yeah, so I, 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 I don't know. I, I guess it would have to depend on the story, on whether I want a complete, just complete start from scratch remake, or whether or not um, I would want a direct sequel to the never hike alone stuff or to the original story. What I don't want is I don't want them to follow the Halloween formula and be like, we're going to do a sequel to the original. Yep. Sequel to the original. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it. You know, I don't want that. That's like, I come on, man. Uh, I don't want that. So uh, please let us know in the comments below. Uh, if you're watching after the fact, if you're watching right now, what would you do? What would you want to see uh, from a complete uh, from a complete remake of Friday the 13th or, you know, when the franchise gets back on its tracks, when it stands back up, uh, when Jason puts that hockey mask back on, uh, what do you want to see? Where do you want the franchise to go? So uh, let's go over to the chat real quick. Art says, does it snow in Kentucky? <laughs> Let me uh, tell you, buddy. Yes, uh, it does. Kentucky just got rocked yep. by snow on Thursday. Uh, some places in Kentucky got almost a foot of snow. Uh, on Thursday, shut part of I seventy five down. Um, it was kind of wild. I've Bro, there's actually, something. I've I, I, Art, I don't school. know where you live, but if it snows over there, I hope you your driver, the people that drive in your town, are a lot smarter than ours. Because for some reason, when it snows, we tend to just take our brain and forget it in the front door when we leave. <laughs> because for fuck's sakes, they drive like idiots. And it was by far, like, I'm talking, like, there was, like, two main highways that had, like, 12-car pileups. Oh, it, it was, was ridiculous. They People said there was an estimated, an estimated 500 wrecked or abandoned cars on the interstate in Kentucky. Yeah, luckily, After no one, snow. from what I from what I understand, no one has died from, from uh, died, these wrecks. No. But the property damage went <laughs> skyrocketed yeah, because of how many times people were wrecking and abandoning their car to cause some sort of damage uh, along their rides but yeah it snowed like crazy last week i know i have the sniffles right now as you can see but that's not from um, it's not because of covid it's just the fact that like i work outside a lot so i had to work through that snowstorm so yeah your boy got some sniffles now but yeah uh but i mean like i you, you know i've said this before i'm a teacher and we've literally the kids have been in school literally one day in the last two weeks. So, 
Well, in the last week, I shouldn't say that because we were on Christmas break and then they came back one day. We were out Thursday and Friday and we were out today because of ice. So, um, so it's been kind of crazy. Uh, and do you guys enjoy hiking? I do enjoy hiking. Uh, Miguel and I used to go hiking all the time, actually, with a group of our buddies. We haven't been in a while, um, really since COVID. <laughs> Every I feel like every sentence now it's like well before COVID, you know what I, I mean. Before I COVID, hiking, we we did enjoy hiking. Yeah, I went hiking like the other the other week with my girlfriend, and that was the last time I've hiked. And but the the time before that, I haven't hiked in so long. Yeah. The last time I hiked before that, I it was probably the worst one of the worst worst or best idea I've ever had. I hiked at night, and that was a big uh, uh, pucker factor for me. So I haven't hiked since then until recently. So. Either both of them were just as fun, but yeah, I, I at that when after that night night hike, I was like, maybe my hiking days are over because I was I was I was I was tired after that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Art says I want to see a new segment called Brad after the fact. I, it's got it's got to be real dramatic though, where like the camera comes in, and it's just like. You know what really grinds my gut. <laughs> <laughs> I need it to be like something really like dramatic and serious like that. Maybe put like one of the Myers masks on or something. Um, oh my God, no. He said uh, Texas had only snowed for three days in the last five years. Oh, bro. Yeah, I would. I would I oh, would okay. So that, you're man. in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, craziness, man. Crazy. A lot going on in the movie community. Uh, we're at an hour and 21 minutes. Again, if you, uh, if you're hanging out with us right now, please be sure. Leave us a like. Uh, and if you're watching after the fact, please comment down below. We want to hear uh, from you. And uh, we, we're really happy to be back. Uh, super excited about the year ahead. A ton of new movies. Uh, a ton of new content on its way as well. Um, reminder, next week, before we get out of here, next week, uh, well, I say I'm losing my mind. I seriously, I forget like what day it is. Um, especially with all the winter weather and stuff. I'm like, I, I don't even know. I don't know what's going on Saturday on Saturday morning. Uh, our most anticipated movie, the 2022, we're going to give our top 10 list uh, of what movies we are looking forward to the most uh, this year. So that'll be a fun show um, a show. We've wanted to do for a little while. And uh, that'll be Saturday at 10 30 Eastern uh, in the morning. Uh, again, our, our schedule kind of, flip-flopped a little bit from what we did before we were doing mondays and fridays now we're doing monday and saturday uh miguel got a new job just kind of figuring stuff out in the new year so um miguel anything else to add before we get out of here on this first episode back yeah man like i'm really excited to be back with everything obviously like i said new venue so <laughs> it'll look different you know by next time we have our show uh, but yeah, a lot of new things coming in. I'm excited to see what more, uh, Brad and I have in plans. We do have some more, uh, things coming into play. Um, I'm supposed to be coming over next week to, you know, for a content day. So content day. I'm excited to see how that'll play out. So, um, either it'll go great or just be a bunch of butt fuckery. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Art said, I hope Halloween ends is it. Bro. <laughs> of course not, dude. Halloween ends is one of my it's in my maybe top two or three most anticipated movies uh of next year um my mom hey mom uh she said remember betty yes the betty white celebration on the 17th uh i assume they're gonna do something we talked about this we had a little in memoriam segment at the beginning of the show uh i'm is that in the movie theater mom 
remind me. I, I think it is. Uh, but they're doing a whole Betty White celebration um, about her life. Uh, of course, it was supposed to be her 100th birthday. Unfortunately. But then, you know, she passed. Uh, so that'll be on the 17th. Uh, Art said, Miguel, take some NyQuil and drink some hot tea. Oh, trust me. Yeah, that's the advice people have told me a lot. So yeah. I'm, I am on um, it. He said Betty White was legit awesome. Yeah, man. We, she she was something else. We, we talked about that for quite a bit at the beginning of the show. Uh, Halloween Kills extended cut. I hope they just make one soon. Michael Myers has taken most of Jason Kills. Yeah, I know. I I agree. Uh, I, but I, I'm, I don't know. I'm just... I'm a little scared. I, I know. And we're going to do an entire... Halloween ends episode as well. Um, we're we're gonna talk about Halloween ends, like just nothing but everything we know. Our predictions for Halloween ends, um, who dies, who lives, how the franchise ends, or how the franchise doesn't end. Um, you know, we're we're gonna do a whole episode on that. I I'm a little scared for Halloween ends. Uh, I know this is no secret. David Gordon Green said that the radio tower that you see at the beginning of Halloween kills, like across, like when the cops are like, Michael's going kind of through the alleys and stuff like that. And he's, you know, the cops are running and Loomis is running after him and they're all looking for him in the flashback. Um, and the one kind of looks out over Haddonfield and the cops are looking and there's a radio tower. David Gordon green has said that radio tower will tower will play a significant role um, in Halloween ends. And I don't know how to take that. <laughs> It's just I, I could be like, well, maybe origin story, I guess. Maybe the final battle takes place at the radio tower, which I think is stupid. Uh, but there's also even been speculation of like maybe something with the the brain, like the the waves, like the sound waves coming off of the radio tower made him crazy. Like I don't, I just, I hope it's not that. That seems like the biggest cop out I've ever seen in my life. On how to I, don't explain it again. Don't explain Michael Myers. He's Michael Myers. He doesn't need to be explained. He's crazy. <laughs> Explanation enough. He's crazy, dude. Leave it like that. Like, yeah, that's it. Leave it alone. He's a psycho. He he. There is no reason. He's just he's crazy. Um, uh, the Betty White thing is only in theaters, limited theaters. It's uh, it's on twice. Um, and she also says yes. You need uh, some medicine and an interior decorator. Thanks, Tanya. <laughs> you need you need a decorator uh so guys we're at an hour and 26 minutes i think that's gonna do it uh for episode number 56 of let's talk movies please be sure to let us know what you think of the friday the 13th lawsuit if you're watching after the fact please let us know what you think in the comments below. Leave us a like. Uh, I will get the video scheduled uh, or the stream scheduled for this Saturday at 1030. Once again, our most uh, are our top 10 most anticipated movies of the year. Uh, that's going to be a fun show. So guys, take it easy. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at We Talk The Movies. And we will talk to you guys soon. Go uh, hang out with the We Watch The Movie guys. They're on right now. Uh, their 10th anniversary celebration. Take it easy. See ya. Peace.